Okay, so um, we're, we're back again talking about distinctives of Life Community Church, so like the things that, um, you know, when, when you're sort of quote-unquote church shopping, you may not have these on the shopping list, but they're things that wind up in the cart before you leave the store, right? Um, and so that's just kind of a... It, <laughs> it's Oreos in our house. We never, they're never on the list, but they're always in the cart. Um, but, but, um, but just trying to think of like, like things that are true about us, that, that are intentional. It's not, they're not kind of accidental, they're intentional. But, but, but maybe things that aren't necessarily front and center, but, but that doesn't make them any less real. And we're, we're talking some about being a church that equips. And I think if there's a, you know, if you've been around church for a while, um, and when we're talking particularly equips to lead, uh, if you've been on church for a while, um, many, many church structures are, are sort of built to, we talk about packaging, like they, they, they give you a package, and, and if you just get in, like, buy the package, and whatever buy means, like buy the package and follow the package, you will grow spiritually. Um, and, and again, we, we, we've talked about this in other sessions, but, but life community is a place that says, like, eh, we're really skeptical of, of packages. We're really skeptical of A plus B equals C spiritual programs. Um, and, and this week we're really focusing on this when it comes to like our, our, our spiritual growth and our discipleship. Um, that that um, typical church structure says like, I come to the church to be discipled and to, you know, and, and really what, what we say here is, mm, I hope you come to church so that we can equip you to disciple. And I wonder, like, what, is, what does that look like in practical ways? When we, when we think about this, how, do, how does the church do that? And, and maybe from your own experience, what have you experienced in that realm? So the word equip, for me, resonates like churchy words. So can you help me yeah. make it less churchy <laughs> and more like every day? So yeah. would you say... Equipping would be like an, a fancy word for let me walk life with you. Sure. Let me um, walk life alongside you. Totally putting you on the spot. No, no, that's great. Um, I, I, when I think equip, I think um, if there's a challenge in front of us, we need some structure and some support to meet that challenge. Okay. And so rather than being a, a place that tries to reduce the challenge or tries to just handle the challenge for you. Maybe skills and tools. Yes, yes. Yeah. How, do, how, do, how does that what, what does it look like to, for us to be a place that does that? And, and again, instead of just saying like, "Hey, here's a lever. Come in every Sunday morning and pull the lever. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, you know, leave a little deposit in the box. You know, to, 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 yeah, you know, do that." And okay. but but how does how does it what does it look like for a place to say like, "No, no, no, no. We're not going to spiritually grow for you. We're going to put you in an environment where spiritual growth is is going to happen." We want to till that soil, but but we're not we're not going to do it for you. What does that mean in a local church context? Okay, I've got a story. Though I said I'm going to stop with all my stories, no, but I have a story. So, years ago, we sat around and analyzed <laughs> discipleship, and we had wonderful people, and we laid out this huge discipleship. Like, what are we going to do? And the end of the day, we had this huge discipleship wall, and the discipleship wall was exactly what we just said. Like, how do you want to grow, and we'll help connect you to people who want to grow with you. And and I remember sometimes there was a little bit of a feeling of, that's it? That's the program? Like, I want a course, and I want you to sign me up, and I want, at the end of this, I'm going to be a spiritually mature believer. And um, I ended up going, and I, I can't remember the, the 
how I connected with someone, but I, my kids were young, and we both were interested in um, growing in the same topic. I think it was actually on fasting, which I just did not have a background understanding. And so um, someone at the church would watch my kids once a week while I would fast and go on a walk. And then the next week, I would watch her kids so she could have a day to fast and kids could play. And we connected on just, hey, you look at the same patches and I'll look at the same passages. If we ever could like, you know, exchange ideas, that'd be great. It was not organized. It was not some book. We really just went through the scriptures and found a concordance and looked up verses. But that changed me. It literally changed my view and changed something about how I saw God. And I am so glad that it wasn't a program. Um, it was just finding another like-minded person in the body that um, wanted to grow in an arena, and it was a Holy Spirit thing that God brought us together. Okay, I got one more story that you can yeah, choose no. to not use that one, but um, also early on when I came to Life Community, um, something I just cared deeply about was global missions, and so we were a young church plant. You know, we were just trying to figure out how to do Sunday services, and I'm like, what are we doing for international missions? <laughs> and um, and I kind of heard, well, if you're passionate about that, like it's not that we're not passionate about that, but we do not have the resources to go figure that out. So you let us know what you want to do and we will support that, which I thought was probably someone just giving me lip service. <laughs> like, you're not going to, like, I'm just going to go. And so I said, well, no, I think we should do a, a missions trip. Okay, we'll plan one. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, like you're going to let me plan that. Like, and so, sure enough, um, our senior pastor at the time said, let me know what you find out. And so I started researching all these organizations, and I thought, well, they have to be like-minded. Like I can't be like bad missions where you just go in and do a short-term trip and really cause more damage. And I want to, you know, partner with somebody who believes in church plants and community. And my long story short, I came up with like three organizations, and I – Went to Tom, our senior pastor at the time. I said, I came up with three. If you could run this by the elders and you could just see what they think, and then here you go. And he said, and I was maybe 25, he said, would you pick? <laughs> I said, I can't pick. Like, I don't have, like, a degree in whatever you need to make Picking these decisions. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what he said to me? He said, but I trust you, and I know your heart. And you say which one, and you tell us which trip, and we'll get the word out. And we started a, a partnership with the ministry that lasted for a long time around here. And I will tell you what, that changed me. Because I said, they don't just say, go for it. They meant it. They really said, like, we trust you. We know you. And I don't say, like, around to everybody around here, like, hey, just go start a ministry. And no, there's no, there's checks and balances. But it really was a game changer for me to say, I get to be a part of, of directions we go around here. Um, if I'm passionate about something, then go for it. So it's not just lip service. It really has been my experience. When I think of equipping the people in our church to serve, I think it's, um, or maybe it, maybe it's, I should say it this way, like I haven't been left alone. I've been checked in on. Like I'm serving in an area and someone knows my background. They know my skills. They know my issues my areas of lacking and they come alongside and they say, how are you doing? You okay with that? Is this still working out as in other models? Great. We got someone to fill a spot. She's good. <laughs> Let's see how long she lasts. 
but it's someone who is really taking an interest in me and wants to see me grow, not just to fill a niche, but they want to see me fulfill the, the prize, you know, to go to the, the end of it. I think that's what makes LCC so cool is that we see something in you. We've been watching you. We've been watching you. Doesn't that sound right? <laughs> Always watching. We're watching. No, they take a curiosity and they take an interest in me and in that they want to equip me with skills and walk alongside me. And I think of other people recently I've come across at our church. And as I'm curious about them, curious about their background, and I'm thinking, hey, would you like to walk with me for a while in, in this area? Would you like to, are you, are you struggling with this like I am? Why don't we, why don't we get some tools together? Why don't we? You're not alone on the journey. And don't you find that that stuff kind of stuff happens all over the place all the time. And then like you, it's easy if you're, if you're not connecting with people to go like, nothing happens in this place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one's doing anything here. And then you start to get... It's like a secret. It is. Like, you get a little like, secret society. Like, you get around with folks and you go like, well, they have a story about, yeah. like, this, this struggle. And, gosh, this new believer is being mentored through the Bible by this, this woman. And that stuff just goes on. There's a, there's a book club, like, you know, reading group that's going on that isn't a program of the church. But it's, it's empowered by the the relationships that are in place. And I think when I first came, I wanted, well, we should broadcast those stories. So, yeah. you know, everybody knows they're going on because, you know, how are we going to measure if we're, you know, a good church or not? And then I go, who, who, who am I broadcasting those stories for? Like, isn't it just cool to know God's faithful and those stories are happening? And uh, if you kind of listen, you kind of hear the stories. Yeah. It's one of the things that I loved about LCC and, and has kept me here um, and at the beginning of my journey here um, made me so excited because it was just like yeast like we just grow just by yeast just quietly and it just unfolds and it's beautiful and it's natural and it's not forced I love that as a as a parent I'll just well I was you go, go you go well, no I actually I was thinking about you actually, oh, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about <laughs> me about ministry, just about ministry and like Hope's Lantern. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. um, I'm not. I, don't, I want you to talk about it if you if you want to, but just yeah. the idea of folks that see a need and they don't wait even sometimes for permission, and it's not even like under the auspices of LCC, but it's people that just are. That's I don't know. Can you sure. talk a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah. So uh, we started. Uh, we kind of noticed. A need in the Jonathan Alder School District, where our our cell group was based at, based out in Plant City, uh, where you know these kids would get free or reduced lunch during the week, but then they wouldn't have anything on the weekends. And so uh, we we had some uh, some uh, parents in our group who had relationships with different people in the school system, and we just kind of started providing uh, sack lunches here and there to uh, to a few kids, and and you know over the years. Um, we got connected with more schools in the in the district, and we were we've been able to kind of kind of grow that. Uh, but it's but it's all been very organic, um, mm -hmm. you know, our our cell group, and then you know when when needed, we reach out to uh, people in in the community, but also LCC, and and uh, we've we've been we've been blessed to have uh, have a lot of uh, a lot of people come come alongside us. Yeah. Um, so it's been very organic in that way. And that's one of the things I think of when I think about discipleship is just, uh, uh, you know, the kind of organic uh, things that, that occur in, through relationships. Um, so, yeah. 
And it's, it, yeah, and that, it's fantastic because that's the, exactly the kind of things we're talking about. Like, um, you'd sort of hear these words, Hope's Lantern, and I, like, I was a part of the life community and I knew what it was, but it's not, it's, it's the people of life community in their community moving and ministering and serving and not life community establishing, trying to establish a beachhead out in Plain City. And it's just, it's, it's in our DNA. Um, you know, and it, it really, in very practical ways, influences what we do, how we're structured. Um, like, I, I've got, my wife and I have four kids, um, and, and our oldest has now really gone through, like, the birth through high school graduation here. And, and I, I was never given the impression that, that what was going to happen here was that I was going to deliver my child, and my child's spiritual needs were going to be met, and then I would receive them back in a greater spiritual place than they were when I left them, and and I my work as a parent was done in discipling them. What I've what has the message has always been is that it begins in the home. You are the one that's that God has called to parent these these kids, and and we're here to help you, and we're here to walk alongside you, and we're here to help your kid come to love church, and we're here to help your kid worship and connect with others, but we're not here to replace you. It would be wrong to do that um and it's it's true if it's true in that setting it's true in the others like it's 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 true across the board and how we talk about like discipling your kids um i've got two teenagers and i asked them once a few years back um hey if you ever have something you want to talk about and i'm not a safe person to talk to because you know the mother-daughter dynamic is weird i go who are some other women that you know that you that love Jesus that you feel like you could talk to. And I was thinking they would name maybe a couple aunts, which they did, but their list was long. Mm. Yeah. And that I cannot even put into words what that means as a parent. Yeah. And many of them were people we we've crossed paths in cell group with. Um and it was just like, oh, well, that person, like, I could talk to that person. Oh, and, and she, she makes the best brownies. And sometimes we'd be there for cell group. She, you know, she just sits and talks. Like, I could talk to her. And I just thought, this church has, yes, helped me to raise my child. But they have, dare I say, been a village, say, mm-hmm. yes. Like, they absolutely have continued to come alongside us and um, invest in my kids. And so I do think... There's something beautiful about that. And I, you know, we, I've heard people say, oh, what program do you use or what this? Yeah. And I go, it's people, <laughs> just people. <laughs> yep. 